Welcome to the Basketball Update. I'm Adam Nazarelli. This is the update for Monday, December 14th, 2020. Alright, so for our first piece of news today, Paul George re-signed with the Los Angeles Clippers for four years, $190 million, which is a max extension. We have a player option in the 2024-2025 season. Not much to really add here. This is kind of mutually understandable on both sides here. Los Angeles used a lot of assets to get him on their team. And you know, Paul George obviously wants to stay in Los Angeles. It's where he's from, I believe. So kind of mutually understanding. I mean, I, I know Paul George underperformed last year, but it makes sense for both sides here. Next, we have the preseason, which started earlier this week and it ends the 19th. These are some exhibition games just to kind of get teams warmed up and into the regular season, which begins Tuesday, December 22nd. All right, and now we have, for this week, the Southeast Division, which is the last division we'll be covering in the Eastern Conference. Kind of an interesting little tidbit here. This is the only division in the Eastern Conference where we have not had a coaching change. So every team in this division is running it back with their coach, whether this is good or bad. I mean, I guess we'll have to see this year. First team up, though, we have the Miami Heat which will be running a lineup of Goran Dragic at point guard, Duncan Robinson at shooting guard, Jimmy Butler at small forward, Myers Leonard power forward, and Bam Adebayo at center. This team looks very similar to the team we saw last year. You know, I expect a very solid team, a top four in the Eastern Conference type of deal. Their bench will have some guys like Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Harrow, Andre Godala, Kelly Olenek, and they've added Avery Bradley to the team. You know, he should be a solid bench presence. I don't expect him to get a lot of minutes, but it's always good to add guys like him. Unfortunately, they've lost Jay Crowder and Derek Jones Jr. Uh, they were both solid big men on the Miami Heat, but I don't expect a huge loss from them. And they're always replaceable, I guess I should say. And then Goran Dragic actually re-signed the two-year extension with the team. So, like I said, guys, there's not a lot to add to this team. I think we'll see a more cohesive team with Jimmy Butler finally having a full year under their belt. Bam Adebayo, you know, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Harrow, you know, those guys were rookies last year, so they'll be a little bit better this year. Everyone thinks, you know, oh, they overperformed in the playoffs, but, you know, I think we can expect the same from this team going into this year and, and even a little bit better potentially. So, yeah, they'll be a solid team. All right, moving on, we have the Atlanta Hawks will be running a lineup of Trey Young at point guard, Bogdan Bogdanovich at shooting guard, Danilo Gallinari at small forward, John Collins power forward, Clint Capella at center. This team actually has a lot of changes and it's going to be really interesting to see how they do. So firstly we have Bogdan Bogdanovich who signed from the Sacramento Kings for four years, 72 million I think roughly in that range. Danilo Gallinari who signed from the Oklahoma City Thunder. We also have Onyeka Okongwu who was drafted sixth overall in the 2020 draft. They also added Chris Dunn, who, you know, was a solid player last year. Rajon Rondo, who was on the Los Angeles Lakers. Just really solid guys all around who will really bolster this team. We'll also get a full season of Clint Capella, who was traded close to the trade deadline last year from Houston. You know, the, the only two notable players, I guess you could say they've lost, are Vince Carter due to retirement and you know he wasn't really getting minutes anyways he was more of a veteran presence and then DeAndre Bembry who was kind of just a big body for them I don't think he's actually uh, you know considering their acquisitions I don't think he's that much of a loss and then Trey Young who had a really good sophomore year you know did much better than I think most people expected expectation wise John Collins I love his game he's just a great rebounder great on the boards 
you know, what to expect from this team. They had a poor season last year, which was expected. They're a really young team. They're adding some more veteran players. You know, I think they are a fringe playoff contender. With that being said, though, you know, you got to really highlight fringe. I think their expectation for this team, you know, from everybody in the organization should make the playoffs. But, you know, I think if they get really close, like ninth seed and only back, like by two games, then that would be a successful season for them. But, you know, they should have playoffs on their sites because, you know, next year they should, the, the, the 20, I guess it'd be the 2021, 2022 season, they should 100% make the playoffs. So yeah, good off season all around for those guys. Next up, we have the Charlotte Hornets who will be running a lineup of LaMelo Ball at point guard, Devontae Graham at shooting guard, Gordon Hayward at small forward, PJ Washington at power forward, and Cody Zeller at center. You know, this will be an interesting team. You know, they've added two really big names in uh, LaMelo Ball, who was the third overall pick in the 2020 draft, and Gordon Hayward, who was a sign-in trade from the Boston Celtics. In this lineup, in this projected lineup, I should say, I should preface that probably, all of these are projected lineups. I'm assuming this is what the head coach is going to start for most of the teams, but I can be wrong. I should say that Terry Rozier is moving to the bench. And, you know, I thought he did solid last year. I don't know. I don't really know what the expectation for him is because he signed with the Hornets with the understanding that he was going to be their guy and he knew he was going to be their guy on a bad team. But he, that's kind of what he wanted. And now the situation's kind of changed. So I wonder if it's going to be the Boston situation where he he ends up unhappy again. But, you know what, I think this is a really good lineup for them. This is going to be a bad team this year, unfortunately, for Charlotte fans, but I think that's to be expected. You know, LaMelo Ball has a lot of experience in professional basketball at such a young age, so I think he'll, worst case scenario, have an average season. Devontae Graham was most improved player candidate last year, completely off of everybody's radar. I didn't even know who this guy was coming into last year, but he did really well, and I expect him to just improve. Gordon Hayward, you know, it was kind of clear he wasn't happy on the Boston Celtics, and it's really too bad it didn't work out with him. Just because, you know, his second game or whatever it was, he got injured. And then, you know, from there, it was kind of all downhill. And then Jason Tatum got really good. And then Jalen Brown got really good. And it was kind of like, where does Gordon Hayward fit? You know, he came here to be the superstar. And then Kyrie left to go to Brooklyn. And yeah, I mean, that's just a crappy situation all around. And then who did they lose? They lost Nick Batum, who they waived, unfortunately. And that was just a bad contract. But what that means is he's essentially off the roster and they... In some cases, they can petition to the NBA to kind of remove his roster from their salary cap. In this case, I'm assuming they were able to just because the player was injured or, you know, there's various reasons why you can waive a player, but you can't like take away their salary, but he's waived and then his his portion of the salary that goes towards the salary cap doesn't go to him anymore, essentially. So Charlotte Hornets, they're probably going to be like 13th or 14th in the Eastern Conference. Moving on, we have the Orlando Magic. We'll be starting a lineup of Markel Fultz at point guard, Evan Fournier at shooting guard, James Ennis at small forward, Aaron Gordon at power forward, and Nikola Vucevic at center. This team has really stagnated for me, and it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, we have Jonathan Isaac, who's most likely going to miss most of the season 
again, same thing happened last year, but a different situation. He got an injury in the uh, NBA bubble, and we're assuming he's going to miss most of this season. So it's too unfortunate because he's such a young guy, and, and he, he has so many. He has such an interesting skill set for this NBA. He's so tall, he's so long, and he's just such a good player. So it's really, it's really unfortunate to see him not play and then other than that they've acquired Cole Anthony from the draft he was a really solid player I mean to be honest with you I don't watch a ton of NCAA basketball and I've reiterated that people who watch this show know that but I have seen Cole Anthony a few games of him he played for the University of North Carolina he's a really high volume point guard essentially so he he has the ball a lot he shoots the ball a lot I'm curious to see how his game will transition to the NBA. I don't think he'll get a lot of time in this team, but you know, if we can develop a little bit, that'll be solid. They also lost DJ Augustine, who signed with the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, DJ Augustine really was starting to mesh with the with the Magic, so that's a bit unfortunate, but not much of a loss. I mean, this lineup is really identical to the lineup we've seen the last few years. Markel Fultz is nice. He's really turned his career around. He's you know, from the pressures he had coming in as the number one overall pick and kind of never really living up to expectations. I felt like he had a really solid season last year. But you know what? With teams like Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks and the Washington Wizards just getting stronger, I have a hard time seeing this team make the playoffs, especially because they had a negative record last year. Like if they went like, you know, whatever, in an 82-game season. I forget how many games there were because of the bubble, but let's say they went like 42 and and 40, I would have said, okay, I, I can see this team making the playoffs. But with other teams in their kind of skill bracket, their skill range getting better, I don't see how this team makes the playoffs. You know, they're still in contention, but I guess we'll have to see come uh, spring 2021. So moving on to our last team, we have the Washington Wizards. And this is a very exciting team for me. I hope I can watch quite a few games of them this year if they if they start off hot. We have Russell Westbrook at the point guard, Bradley Beal at the shooting guard, Rui Hachimura at small forward, Davis Bertans at power forward, and Thomas Bryant at center. Obviously, the most notable change to this lineup is what Russell Westbrook, who last week they traded from the Houston Rockets for John Wall. And I think this is just kind of a win-win trade for Washington. I mean, they kind of had a disgruntled John Wall, and he missed two seasons of playing time. Russell Westbrook really will want to prove himself because this will be his third team in three years. And keep in mind, in 2016, he was the league MVP. So you don't really expect a league MVP to be on that many teams, right? You know, I think we'll expect kind of hopefully a new revitalized Russell Westbrook. Bradley Beal is always solid. Rui Hachimura, this will be his second year in the league. I think he overperformed expectations last year, to be honest. I don't think anybody thought he was going to be you know, no one knew, everyone knew he wasn't going to be, you know, a star player, but he averaged something like 15 points, five rebounds, like two assists. Like he had a solid, solid rookie year. Davis Bertans, who was just amazing last year, a three-point sniper. I was really happy they could re-sign him and get him locked up for a few years. And I think he's a, he's a solid presence on their team. Thomas Bryant, who was another player they drafted last year, I believe, and he overperformed expectations as well. And then on their bench, they have Troy Brown Jr., Denny Avdia, who they selected in the 2020 draft, ninth overall. And then Troy Brown Jr., like I said, he had a really solid season last year as well. So, you know, what to add about this team? Well, last year, I want to say they were the 
they came out like ninth or 10th. I know they were in the bubble, if I'm not mistaken. So I think they ended up ninth and adding the league MVP from 2016. I don't see how this team cannot make the playoffs. Like even if they don't click, they just have a lot of star power now. And Bradley Beal finally has some help. He doesn't have to drop 40 points to win games anymore. So I think this will be a really solid team. Like I said, I think this will probably, they'll get probably the seventh or the eighth seed. I don't see them pushing up higher from that because then we get into kind of that Toronto Raptors, Indiana Pacers range where, where they've been consistent teams for the past few years. And I don't see them, you know, their culture and, and kind of their chemistry. I don't see them beating that even if the Wizards have a bit more star power. That's all the news for this week. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Nazarelli. You can find the show notes at tbu.ffmi.ca. Look forward to a special episode on Sunday, December 20th, when we'll go over the Northwest Division. Thanks for listening.